The nursing industry is one of the fastest growing career forces in the world today. There are so many issues in the healthcare field these days relating to nurses that simply are not discussed in the media. Welcome to Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse, exploring the world of nursing with Leanne Meyer. Our program will help you with the most relevant information if you're in the nursing field or are planning to enter the industry. Now, here is your host, Leanne Meyer. Welcome to the show, Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse, exploring the world of nursing. And uh, I just want to thank you so much for joining us. Uh, Our sponsors today are Kim Evans Institute for Integrative Medicine in Louisville, Kentucky, where they make you an active partner in your care and healing your mind, body, spirit, and soul. Kim has a new book out, and it's called Transforming Healthcare, Healing You, Me, and Our Broken Disease Care System. For information, contact please go to www.integrativemedicine4u.com. That's integrative medicine written out, number four, and you as a letter, dot com. Uh, also check out the very popular Holly Blue Nurse Community app, which is for and about nurses at www.hollyblue.com. That's spelled H-O-L-L-I-B-L-U.com a community where nurses thrive. Today's uh, episode is called Let It Flow, How Fundamental Courage and Character Prevails. So this is actually Brian Mojica's second episode on Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse. And he is an RN uh, first. I think that uh, he's kind of a nurse's nurse is how I look at him because the patients always come first. So he is also um, uh, CEO of the Cathware um, uh, company that he has founded. And on December 30th, 2019, he was here to talk about his persistent and committed work as an entrepreneur to invent, sew, market, and gain a foothold in the medical equipment market with his Cathware underwear for men and women who wear Foley's, suprapubic, biliary, and nephrostomy catheters. So as he watched the stress and embarrassment and frustration of individuals who must wear catheters of various kinds continuously, he designed Cathware to allow safe, clean, supportive, and fashionable-looking underwear. It was that day that he was on the show that he was able to sign a manufacturing company to produce the cathware for him. And that is not a small feat. So from there, he accepted, um, uh, from there, he went on to um, winning award after an award and having his product accepted for Medicare payments. Um, to capture the ascendance of his product and the foundation of his life as a compassionate, caring human being, Brian wrote a book on his entrepreneur lessons called, appropriately, Let It Flow. So this is soon to be released, we think, February 1st. So, Brian, thank you for coming back again. I want to welcome you to the show. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for having me the second time around. Uh, I'm very thankful that I actually have something new uh, to speak about, so I appreciate this opportunity. 
Yeah. What I like to have each guest do is tell just a little bit about your background. Um, how did you get into the nursing career and then from there uh, onto the entrepreneurial uh, realm? And uh, sure. do you think in- inventing will overtake your work as a nurse at some point? Uh, that's a great way to start. Um, before I got my four, I earned my first, my four year nursing degree. I had my degree in radiology. I was working in interventional radiology, and that was where I was working in close proximity to other nurses, and it was just night and day in the the role of a nurse and the role of of other job titles in the hospital. I I had never worked closely uh, with nurses like that to know uh, to what extent they had in the involvement uh, overall healthcare of a patient. Uh, so that's what really interested me uh, to to sign up uh, to to become a nurse. Um, as far as becoming an entrepreneur, it was uh, when I was in nursing school and working in radiology uh, that I had a vision for the uh, cathware unit, which is a medical underwear designed by patients that require the use of leg bags. It removes the use of the Velcro straps from the patients wearing it around the thigh or around the leg, and they constantly over-tightening the straps and the bag constantly sliding up and down the leg. It really poses for a lot of problems for patients. So I so this... wanted to do something about that. I kept seeing the problem over and over, and that's, mm-hmm. that just, that's attributed to, to us uh, being mm-hmm. nurses and seeing um, things that we can make better. Exactly. And I think that's kind of uh, part of what I'm talking about, the nurse's nurse, is that we're always looking at, you know, uh, what's working, what's not working, what can we do to make this better? And I really love that. So um, let's talk about your book and how you came to want to write this. Yeah. Well, it's similar to being in nursing school. You know, you don't really know what you're Nobody ever told me, nor do I know any other nurse entrepreneurs until I got on LinkedIn. I didn't, I thought I was just this outlier, if you will. I was obviously (laughs) wrong. After I got on LinkedIn, I realized that I was a big fish in a little pond for too long. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's always better to be a little fish in a big pond if you really want to grow. So when I was in nursing school, I never heard anything like, you know, there were never any business classes. Nobody ever talked about innovation, inventing or whatever. So it was just something that was really, um, seemed out of my reach. Uh, like I said, I already knew, I already had the invention made. I already had it patented, but I didn't know how to, how to pursue it. I didn't know what to do. I didn't want to manage numbers. I didn't want to do books or inventory mm-hmm. or things like that and, 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 you know, make sales calls. I never wanted to do any of that. I always wanted to mm-hmm. stay on the clinical side. Right. You know, so the purpose of writing the book is I wanted to, to talk about that thought process, the transition from, you know, becoming a nurse to becoming a nurse entrepreneur, as the, the title seems to be growing more and more in notoriety. You know, I, and, I, and then I got on LinkedIn about a year and a half ago, and I was just completely blown away at how so many people that I met that are really impacting healthcare in so many different ways. And I, that's when I really started to grow and really started to thrive uh, in, mm-hmm. in the role of 
opening a business, realizing that there were other people that were doing it. So that was the purpose of writing the book, is just to talk about the highs and the lows of that. And for me personally, I'm, I'm a very emotional person, and I believe uh, that most nurses are emotionally mm. uh, inclined. So that's what helps us, you know, be able to provide care to patients yeah. because we, th- we care about how they feel. Yeah. Um, I think that you're not alone in that you see great ideas. I think where you're, you get into a smaller group of people is those people who want to make that effort to take it you know, as far as it needs to go. And every nurse that I've had on that I've interviewed that are entrepreneurs and have created something are shocked to hear how long it takes to actually have something go from an idea to oh, actually even being it. manufactured. Yeah. So, and I, and I just want to say that, you know, I, I had a chance to read your um, manuscript last night and I am blown away. I just, love the way you write this book. You really are talking to nurses. Um, certainly anybody else who wants to be an entrepreneur would gain from reading this also. But you're really, mm-hmm. again, you're, you're talking, I mean, you're writing the way you talk, and I think you talk the way you think. And I have a lot of that similar kind of thing. So it's so accessible to people to really hear, you know, if I thought I was, well, for one thing, what I hear a lot is people think they're going to go into something like this and make a million or a billion dollars like next week or Mm -hmm. month after. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So talk a little, well, first of all, let's talk about, because I know you invented something previous to this and Uh um, didn't follow through on it. And I know you'd like to talk about that. So let's do that first. Yeah, yeah. And and it's you know, you hit it right on the head. It's it is let it flow is is geared towards nurses because I think a lot of us um struggle or will struggle walking in into into a different uh, world which is the business world where they don't care. Like if you get a hundred if I get a hundred phone calls in one day of patients telling me how much Cathware has uh, helped them improve the quality of life. Like, that's all that I need. Like, that's so inspiring to me. However, in the business world, if that doesn't equate to, um, you know, to this, the value in it is in sales. Mm-hmm. So in the business world, it's like, okay, you got 100 phone calls, but how many sales did we yeah. get? How many units did that equate to? And mm-hmm. that transition of knowing that, it's, uh, uh, people will struggle there. And also, you know, as, as I mentioned in Let It Flow, not realizing that you're not the boss as well when you when you step into um that uh, kind of environment um you know for me i i wanted to what what was my motivating factor is that i quit as your question just asked in on my first invention and i quit because i was listening to people that you know i've always said it and i mentioned it clearly in the book like it's your idea you are the smartest person in the room when it comes to your idea. Like mm-hmm. you are, you have the PhD for your innovation. And that's why it's very dangerous. And we all do it. You know, we all say, how does, how does this outfit look on me? And, you know, do I look <laughs> fat? Do I look skinny? You know, how does my hair look? And, you know, do I have anything stuck in my teeth? We're always asking people and it's, it's by nature. However, in this type of environment, it's, it's a high risk, high reward. Because 
you can lose a lot by other people not understanding what it is that you're trying to solve. So my first invention was not cathware. It was actually a, a suction device that I invented for my son, uh, our son, who was two months at the time, and he couldn't breathe at night. His nasal passage was blocked, and that little blue suction device that they give you in the maternity ward, it just wasn't enough to, to get him to, to blow his nose. So we actually it, thought that he was going to die in the middle of the night. We mm -hmm. had a rough, mm -hmm. a rough couple of months. And... I wanted to do something about it. And I just kept saying, man, like, oh, I wish I could just get him to blow his nose. So I was working in the operating room. I grabbed the yank hour and some suction tubing off of the wall, and I brought it home. And, and it has a bulb at the end of it uh, that they use in surgery, similar to if someone doesn't know, it's similar to, like, the suction device when you go to the dentist. But it has a bulb mm -hmm. at the end of it, the, the one that I had. So it didn't go inside of my son's nose. And I would uh, plug one side of his nose with the suction device and then pinch the other side. And I would suck the mucus out with my mouth, but the tubing was so long that the mucus wouldn't go into my mouth. So I purposely cut it long. And literally, pun intended, he slept like a baby. Mm -hmm. So every night when that would happen, I would just suck the mucus out of his nose. And... I said, man, what if I added a motor at the end of this? You know, afterward, I would just rinse it out with, with salt water and make sure. sure that it was clean. I said, man, what if I um, added a, a, a motor to the end of this that had, like, different settings for suction and you can just, you know, uh, uh, just remove the mucus or whatever. So I was showing it to people that were in my life at that time, and they kept saying, oh, that's silly, and, you know, it's stupid, and this and that. And I said, you know what, I'm going to show it to his pediatrician. I showed it to his pediatrician, and the pediatrician was, was a huge, huge discouragement, um, mm. saying, oh, it's going to cost you thousands and thousands of dollars to get a patent, and you're going to have to wait a really long time, and you're never going to get it. And this is the one that, that, that really got to me, and I'll explain why. You're never going to be able to get it FDA approved, because anything that goes near the baby's nose, it's too close to the brain, and that's very sensitive. And... That one really meant a lot to me because it was the one that showed me that that I was the expert in my invention because mm. she didn't know that it had a bulb at the end and it didn't go in his nose, so it didn't go near the brain, so it wouldn't have a problem with the FDA in a sense, you know? Right. So then two years later, one of the people that told me that uh, it was a stupid idea uh, found it on the shelves at Walmart and sent the picture oh, of wow. it to me. And yeah, and that yeah. picture is that same exact picture is the picture that's in my book. And I look at that picture all the time. Anytime I want to quit, I always look back <laughs> at that because when I got the vision for Cathware in the operating room in 2012, it's, it's 2021, and I have yet to buy myself a coffee off of any profits that yeah, like I paid to myself. And if somebody would have told me in 2012 or 2013 when we got awarded the patent, I would have been like, by 2021, I'm going to be flying my own jet. Like, I'm going to be <laughs> filthy rich. <laughs> Which, yeah, and that's, and that's, an, important, <laughs> that's, that's an important yeah. point, Brian, because those people is, who are is. going into it for the money are not going to stay in it for the long haul. So exactly. because you're a nurse and that's your primary thing, your thing 
always has to come back to the patient. And that's why it really impressed me a lot is because you keep emphasizing that again and again, is that if it isn't about the patient, if it isn't about the best thing for them, it's not going to work in the market. So um, I'm thinking I, and, about... And, 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 you know, and, and that's... And, uh, and, and again... It's, and I have to be honest with myself. I don't know if I mentioned this one part in particular in the book, but if somebody would have said, listen, a decade is going to pass and mm-hmm. you're still going to be, you know, uh, 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 mowing lawns or whatever, you know, <laughs> like mm-hmm. I would have never believed it. Mm-hmm. And that's and it's true what you said. When you do things for money, that's all you're going to get. You're just right. you'll get money. You'll get a couple of bucks and you'll whatever. But when you do something to solve a problem, when you create mm-hmm. value, when you're like the phone calls that I get, because I answer all the customer service calls, because I believe in the power when, when a patient, in the power of a nurse, when a patient calls and they know that it's a nurse on the other line, mm-hmm. it puts them at ease. And, and mm-hmm. also, you know, the, the inventor of it, when I get those calls, I can't quit. I've gotten yeah. calls. There was a, a guy uh, last year, well, in 2019, he said, I haven't been to the beach in 12 years. And mm-hmm. because of your underwear, he said, I'm going to be able to go for the first time. He said he wouldn't go here. Bilateral nephrostomy tubes, uh, tubes coming out of your kidneys. He said he was afraid to wear shorts that the bag mm-hmm. would show, and he didn't want to look stupid wearing sweatpants mm-hmm. at the beach. Mm-hmm. You know, what, like, you know what's going to make I, I me think to... that he's lying about that? Yeah, I, I wanted to mention, too, because when I first saw them, I thought, you know, these are kind of cool. I, you know, I could see people who didn't have bags that they had to wear might yeah. even want yeah. to wear them. Is, is that something that has happened that people have said, hey, you know, are these out there for other people, too? Well, well, it is. Um, we had one patient that uh, when we first started selling in uh, October of 2019 is when we fully launched. And he had called us and he said, Hey, I wear these to the mall. <laughs> so I was like, Oh, okay. You know, like I didn't, I didn't know why he was calling to say that. So I was like, oh, All right. You know, thank you, sir. Whatever. And he said, no, like I wear these to the mall and I don't wear any other shorts. <laughs> so yeah. at first I was like, no way, because that <laughs> is a, that is a telltale sign at how much of a problem you solve because nobody would ever go out in their regular underwear and just a leg bag. So for you to be able well, there to are give a few them underwear. Well, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure you got to be careful with those absolutes. That's like that on the NCLEX right. too, right? Yeah. Um, so, so, so I thought I maybe, you know, I was like, whatever. It, I saw, I said, maybe this guy has some psych issues on board. I'm like, and he just did it. But then yeah. I got another call and another call of people yeah. telling me that they wear their Cathware units out in the public. I Brian, mean, I want to keep that... us moving on this because um, there's so much in this book. I just, I can't yeah, say enough go, how go. much I am happy with this book. Um, so one of the things that you talked about, and I think a lot of people don't think about it, is hiring people who are not like you. So Oof. talk about that. I, I made the, a determination people... that I was going to need help. Right. I was going to need help and I didn't know how to build my team. I didn't know how to go about it. And which is what I mentioned and let it flow. I just looked at every single thing I didn't want to do. And I knew 
that I needed to hire somebody that wanted to do that. And that was one of the best business decisions that I made, even as much as I emphasize that I don't have a business acumen. I hired uh, Edwin Alvarez, uh, which is a childhood friend. He has his master's in business. He wants nothing to do with nursing. He faints <laughs> at the sight of blood. He like, you know, he's completely opposite of what a nurse is. And he is exactly what Cathware needed because he came into it with the business mind. And that's when I learned some of the harshest lessons um, that I talk about in, in Let It Flow. There's a lot of embarrassing moments in it, but I believe in the power of transparency because I mm -hmm. think a lot of people are going to learn from that and hopefully it doesn't happen to them. You know, and when he came in, he took it from a patent that was sitting on the shelf and he turned it into a full-blown, it's an international company at this point because we're selling internationally. Good for you. Good for you. So um, the other thing with this, and we, we touched on it, but we didn't go into it a lot, is that whole concept that it has to be something you love enough to stay motivated long enough to see, you know, a result from it. And um, I don't, again, I think, you know, people, uh, um, you know, maybe think about inventing somebody, something, but maybe it's sort of a, just a passing thought for them. And the idea of actually carrying through on that every day, all day long for eight years or more um, is beyond their com comprehension, not something they want to mm -hmm. do and, and not something they love enough to put that effort in. Yeah, so I talk, agree. Talk and, about and that. Well, the the effort it's it has to come from within, and that's one of the beauties, or if maybe that's not the right word. That's one of the benefits of having a, a nurse on your team that sees mm -hmm. the value in the in in solving the problem. You know, where emotionally, I can't let those patients go without having an alternative. Now, okay, so so there's nothing else you know, on the planet that's, that, that's like it, there isn't. There are others, other solutions, but you can tell we're the only product that's invented by a nurse in our category. Mm -hmm. We're the only mm -hmm. product in our uh, category that is covered through Medicare. And you can tell when you look at the other competitors and you look at Cathware that the other ones were either designed by a caregiver or maybe a patient themselves that were solving that one problem that they had. But mm -hmm. Cathware, as, as you mentioned in the introduction, it covers all of the drains where none of it is interfering it, interfering with other features and things like that. And it just goes to show the value of the clinical experience behind innovation. Mm -hmm. So explain, um, since the, we're on radio and people don't have it to look at, um, sure. can, you, can you describe what it looks like? Sure. It's a biker short on steroids for patients, <laughs> uh, but in, in all seriousness, it, it is, um, it looks like biker shorts, um, and it has two pouches on the thighs that fit 200, uh, 600 CC bags, one in each thigh. It has a valve opening so that the patient can just drain the bag. They don't have to take it out. So if they're wearing shorts, a dress or a skirt, they can go to the bathroom and just open the valve and drain it. Um, it has an X-looking feature on the front, uh, right above the right, uh, superimposed on the bladder, and that's a catheter channel track, and that's similar to the drawstring in a pair of sweatpants, 
where it keeps the, the drawstring concealed. Well, this is to keep the tubing concealed. I used to get called in in the middle of the night all the time to, to, because patients would inadvertently pull on the tubing, get caught on the door handle, or they were getting dressed or putting their pajamas on, and it would dislodge the tubing within the organ, not necessarily outside of the body. So that's what that catheter channel track is for, is to keep it concealed and close to the body. But the patient has the option to use that or not use that. But the main feature for catheter are the two pouches on the thighs. And the material is like a biker short material. It's washable, machine dryable. And in case there's any perspiration, I designed it to have a wicking material. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, especially if they're wearing it out at the beach, there's going to be a lot of sweat. And and what mm-hmm. about odor? Is there anything that helps? Because, uh, you know, a lot of times with the catheters, um, you do sometimes you can get the odor even through the bag. No, there's nothing on cathware uh, for any type of odor prevention, and uh, that's an interesting point that you bring up because there's nothing that's been created, at least to the best of my knowledge, that is a a one a one shot fixes all type of mm-hmm. design. Right, so mm-hmm. cathware doesn't remove all of the complications of utilizing a leg bag. It, it removes a large portion of them, but you still have to manage it because you still have to put it in the pouch. You still have to thread, thread it through the catheter channel track. You still need to monitor it, make sure that it's draining and things like that. So we couldn't cover everything as far as the perspiration. Some people had mentioned like an antibiotic type of material, and it's just too much. But with every change, you can do it. But with every change, it's going to increase the cost. Okay. Like we'll get a lot yeah. of calls on the website and the patient, patients will say, hey, how come you don't, you know, cut over here and, and, and make Velcro over here and put this over there? Yeah. It all sounds great, but I <laughs> wanted to make it affordable. Yeah. 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 Everybody has a great idea on top of your great idea. Right. Um, and, and they don't. I wanted to make it affordable. Yeah. The other thing is that uh, it's it's sort of like um, they don't have any idea how many permutations of this you've gone through, and how many times you've maybe already thought of the thing that they're they're yeah. thinking about. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah. they want to help. That's that's usually you know they're excited about what you're doing. They want to help. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking this mm-hmm. might be a good place for us to take a break, and um, sure. and then we can come back. So. Um, Yeah, so I wanted to uh, just thank you so much, Brian Mojica is the CEO for Cathware, and uh, he is a nurse and an inventor, and I'm sure we'll be going on and inventing many more things. So our topic today is Let It Flow, How Fundamental Courage and Character Prevails, and we will be back in just a couple of minutes. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. WomenInHealthcare.org, a national nonprofit, is our newest partner at Once a Nurse. It is among the most rapidly growing professional development groups for women in healthcare today. Through healthcare education, professional development, mentorship, community, and a focus on self, the organization empowers women with the tools needed to advance their careers. They use initiatives to break down barriers within organizations and equip women with the tools needed to open a powerful force for gender parity. 
80% of the healthcare workforce is female, with nurses a massive majority of that percentage. But less than 20% of leadership is female. Join womeninhealthcare.org as they help all women of all ages and all levels rise up. Use code HEALTHPROS to receive $50 off the annual membership fee and receive discounted pricing for events, free resources, webinars, and a substantial discount for our annual Leadership Summit on October 22, 2020. Womeninhealthcare.org to be where you want to be in the world of healthcare. Hey nurses, what would you say is the hardest part about being a nurse? Well, most of you would say it's putting everyone else's needs before our own, which means not enough time for self-care. And this is why Holly Blue has created a peer support and community app just for nurses, so you can take care of you. Holly Blue is the ultimate nurse app to help you connect with local nurses, organize your nurse life in one place, restore your love for nursing, and empower you to thrive in a field that needs you. Want to see how it works? Student nurses, nurses, and retired nurses can download this free app on the App Store or Google Play now. Just type in H-O-L-L-I-B-L-U or go to hollyblue.com to start connecting. A fresh look at today's health. Voice America Health & Wellness. Listening to Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse, exploring the world of nursing with host Leanne Meyer. To reach the program today, please call 1 866 472 5792. That's 1 866 472 5792. You may also send an email to leannevoiceamerica at gmail.com. Now, back to Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse. Welcome back to Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse, Exploring the World of Nursing. We're talking today uh, about a book, Let It Flow, How Fundamental Courage and Character Prevails. So the book is just Let It Flow. I've added the other part of it. Um, uh, My guest is Brian Mojica. He is uh, uh, first and foremost a nurse, and he is also a CEO of uh, the product that he has um, created called Cathware. So one of the things, you know, again, I just I love the book because it goes kind of step by step and it shares um, just what you were saying, some of the, the the things that didn't go so well and the things that did go so well. And I feel like so many times in some of these entrepreneurial books, people only want to tell what they did right. They don't want to share that there's tons of things that don't go wrong. But one of the things that's very hard for most many people to do um, is to talk about your product in a way that you can really target who it is you're talking to with how much time you're spending and what you're saying. And you came up with an um, uh, anachronism. No, that's not what it's called. Um, it's called SPIN, S-P-I-N. And can yeah, you explain that? I, I guess that? it's an acronym. Yeah. yeah. Um, I didn't, I, that was something that I learned uh, at a job that I had when I was working in radiology sales that our manager would always use to, to teach us, you know, how to, how to approach a sale. And that was something that I wanted to, to transfer over into the book. Um, but it's also the way I approach pitches, the way I approach mm-hmm. phone calls. And it's a very helpful acronym to remember, which is um, SPIN. So S is situational, a P is problem, I is implication, and then N is the need. So when I am doing a pitch or a presentation, I always talk about the situation. So just using cathware as the situation. The situation mm-hmm. is is that patients are struggling with the use of wearing leg bags 
Okay. So now when you develop the the problem part of, of spin, I like to ask the people that I'm pitching it to questions. Mm-hmm. Even though I already know the answer, I mm-hmm. want them to hear the answer. So if I walk up to you and I say, oh, you need a brand new car because look at your car, look at this car. It, it's not the same as when I tell when I ask you, tell me about your car. Well, it kind of is mm-hmm. making this noise, you know? So mm-hmm. for Cathware, when I, when we talk about the problem, I say, how is it wearing the leg bag? Well, it slides up and down the leg a lot. Okay. And what else happens when it slides up and down the leg? It becomes very embarrassing. And what happens when it becomes embarrassing? So I want the problem to come out. Have you ever had any patients that needed an antibiotic or any wound care? You know, I, re- I have, and, and that really causes a lot of problems. So now you're developing the problem. Mm-hmm. Then the implications come from, and what happens when there's, there's an infection? Oh, now I have to call in a script, or now I have to go, and now it's another treatment on top of this. You know, essentially, what are the results of the problem? What's the life change? What are the implications, if you will, uh, from this problem? Now they start talking about, oh, it was so embarrassing. You know, I, I was I went to the beach and I thought it, I, I concealed it underneath the shorts and then it slid down and I would have done anything for that not to happen. Yeah. So after and even already, if nobody else notices that you know it and you feel embarrassed exactly. and like you want to get out of there. Yeah, and that works in, that works with any product and in any situation, and it essentially works with patients and with with nurses or doctors as well. A lot of times I've asked doctors, what do you give your patients? I just give them these straps. Mm-hmm. Like, well, do you have any other products? No, I just give them the leg bag and they go home. And I can feel when I'm speaking to the physicians, I can feel that they're saying, like they're realizing you know, that there is no other alternative that they're giving them besides these straps that become unsanitary and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So then the N in spin is um, f- filling the need, mm-hmm. you know, so then I say, well, cathware, and then I'll go through the Why way that I Why don't you say it, it, say it uh, as though it's, you're pitching me for the sure. N. Uh, what, the whole thing? Oh, no, so just for the, the N. N is the need. Yeah, so for the need is, you know, there is a device that will solve that problem that you have of the bag sliding up and down the leg, and you won't have to deal with those embarrassing moments because now you're filling the need, and then you can present them the features of cathware, and, and they will see it themselves because they'll say, wow, that problem that I just stated, this fixes that. The implication mm-hmm. that I just stated, this need is filled now with cathware. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, these these are uh, some of the little tips, and there's so many more that are in the book also, um, especially, I guess, you know, I keep coming back to this um, idea of hiring people that are different than you, and, and Edwin is um, the guy that had more of the, the business aspect of it, I think is such a good example of it. But you also talk about, like, when you're building a team, uh, having people around you that challenge you. Um, that's a concept I don't Absolutely. know a lot of nurses would think about because a lot of times we kind of like to be the one who knows everything. I, I know, and I went into it. I think everyone by nature feels, and I hate to say it this way because it's not, it's not a healthy way to think, and I believe in anywhere in life. But I went into this thinking, no, I'm like I'm starting a business and I'm the boss, like how I have a job. And that mm-hmm. job has a 
boss that has a boss like I'm the quote unquote boss at Cathware. So I went into it with that thought process, like everything comes through me and this just total dictatorship, if you will. And it's not conducive to growth. And I believe that when you allow people within your organization to make decisions, which is what I talk about and in, in, in let it flow, when you make when you allow people to make decisions in your organization, even though you may not agree with the decision, everybody grows because if it works, the company grows. If it doesn't work, it becomes a teaching moment. And now you know what doesn't work. But if you're the only one growing, if you're the only one calling the shots because you have this, you know, ego trip of, of wanting to mm -hmm. be the boss, you're not going to get very far. Like, to be honest with you, I make probably 20% of the decisions at Cathware. Like mm. now we're just, now we're just like sliding down the hill. So now I'm at the point where it's like, we're, we're moving. So, you know, something is going to happen, but it's very <laughs> delicate in the beginning, these decisions, because, you know, the, the beginning of anything is a very delicate time. And I still feel like we're at the beginning because we haven't really reached the goals that we've wanted to, to hit. You know, but we have to remember that people have to make decisions and not everybody thinks like we do. And that's the horrible mm -hmm. decision that I made going into this. I thought everybody loves patient care. I thought mm -hmm. everyone that's associated with Cathware was going to be my best friend and that we were going <laughs> to, you know, go on vacations together. We were going to spend Thanksgiving together. And it's not at all. Mm -hmm. I'm the I'm the only nurse that's involved in the project now, I have a business partner that was early on that came up with a couple of features, but he's just a silent partner now. So it's just me and a bunch of business people, investors and all that stuff. And I had to learn, and I hate to say it this way, but it's true. I had to learn that they didn't care about the things that I didn't care and that that was okay because their role was not to care. Their role was mm -hmm. to help me get to the patients so that I can care on them. Right. So if there's at least one person there, actually, that's a good point that you're making. I have been, you know, listening to a lot of nurses who are saying this is our opportunity now for nurses to stand up. And we need nurses on every board of every organization in every mm -hmm. um, uh, industry in the whole country, because if we have that one person who's looking at it from a caring perspective, the whole thing is going to uh, play out a lot different, and including uh -huh. healthcare, because we don't have a lot yeah. of people, and particularly um, active nurses, on places like boards. Uh, in fact, I've heard a lot of nurses saying they've gone, you know, got called in to talk to the board about some specific thing, but then nobody would listen to them because you're just the little nurse. And so uh -huh. we need nurses who have a business concept and can talk to those people who think you don't know anything and really share how you can help them make whatever it is they're doing better. Uh -huh. And I uh -huh. think that's Absolutely, really and espe especially now, you know, especially mm -hmm. now with everything that, that's going on. Now, let it flow is important to everything that you just said, because once we're given that opportunity, if you go in there and you don't have the right mindset, you're going to fail. We're mm -hmm. all going to fail because we right. have to go into this mindset realizing we are a piece of the puzzle. We're not the entire puzzle. Mm -hmm. And I you went know, into Cathware like that. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, you need a, a wide, diverse uh, look at things. When I was working in human resource development, um, I used to do um, personality assessments. And one of the things mm-hmm. that we realized is that in any group, the more diversity of thought and personality that you have, the better. Because if you're mm-hmm. trying to solve mm-hmm. a problem, people that think like you and have your personality are going to tend to ask the same questions and not ask the same questions. So you need people from yeah. all perspectives to give you, oh, okay, um, this could actually go haywire because of this tiny little thing I would never have thought of. Yeah, and and that's a great point. There's been so many things that I never would have seen it. I just wouldn't have seen it. I, I wouldn't have noticed to even look in that direction if I wasn't challenged by my business partners. There was one investor who kept telling us to launch the product, and it wasn't ready yet. It wasn't ready. It was. It was. It wasn't. Uh, you know, t- we didn't have a survey tested, if you will, pseudo trial, if you will, a pseudo clinical trial, if you will. We didn't have it, and, and it kept dragging on because of finding a manufacturer. Wherever we found a manufacturer, I mean, we looked inside the U.S., outside the U.S. Every time somebody would give us something, and there was a, a, a centimeter off or something was off, and we'd say, "Okay, this looks great." Now we just need to make this change. It was another 30 days or 45 days right. from mailing it to them. Then they put it back into their queue, and then they mail it back, and then we send it to each other. So it was right. 45 days on average, and we had about 13 manufacturers that we were trying to use process of elimination for the quality. Wow. You know, and we had one investor. He kept saying, you guys need to launch this, and it was a fear that mm-hmm. I had of we're going to launch it, and if you launch it and it doesn't work, like I kept thinking we're going to fail. That decision from that one investor, it was a great decision that we made as a company because just getting it out just started the algorithm of Cathware on online. It started mm-hmm. getting us attention. It worked for some people. It didn't work for others. We were able to get feedback, and then we made changes. So you're right. I think I'm on, like, the fourth version of, yeah. of Cathware now, of just different adjustments. You know, and then I, I, was, I learned that through the, the, the process of innovating, if you're not embarrassed of your first a product that you launched, then you launch too late. You know, say say more about that, because that perfect. was a concept I didn't quite catch in the book. Uh, if you mm-hmm. are not embarrassed later on, mm-hmm. then you launch too late. How, how does that work? Mm-hmm. So a lot of times, for example, if, if we waited until we had the, the product that we had right now, mm-hmm the one that we're selling right now, which is our final version of it, it would have been four years since we started the company and since we launched. Wow. So that's where that saying comes from in the innovation world, that if you aren't embarrassed of your first product and you launch too late, you're never going to find the perfect product and then start. Mm-hmm. By, by then, we would have depleted all of our funds. Mm. because we would have not been generating any revenue. So mm-hmm. now when I look back and I look back at the first one, that it's just a quote that I heard. Um, I'm not sure where, where it came from, but it makes perfect sense because when I look at the first version of Cathware, 
I say, oh, my God, look at that thing. <laughs> but it's such a beauty because I know it took me to launch that in order to get to where we are now. Okay. And it's, so and it's a, it, it's then really you got more feedback? Is that what you're saying? Yep. You're never going to have it yep. perfect. So if you wait for perfect, you're you're going to just keep spending money on You'll it, but not forever. getting anything back. And no yep. feedback if you wait for back either. Correct. Hmm. Correct. Correct. So that's yeah. what it means. If you launch, if you if you're not embarrassed of the first product, you launch too late. Mm-hmm. Um, there's one paragraph I I want to read here. I think we've got some time. Um, it's toward the end of the book on page 104, and you say we grew up extremely poor and times were indeed hard for us. We always had food and things of that sort, uh, but money was always tight. I could fathom creating a product that was too expensive and especially with underwear. The team wanted to charge patients $50 per unit initially, and I couldn't do it. I tried to keep it relatively low so that all patients could have a better chance to afford our innovative design. I know what it's like to want something and not be able to afford it. I didn't want to do this to the people we were helping. Uh, Please remember this. Don't pursue money but pursue solving a problem and being a person of value. The money will take care of itself. Leaders promote their value by making themselves and what they uh, offer available to others. Leaders keep their people in front of them and maintain the growth of the team at all times. Great leaders lead from the back of the pack. I have done numerous things with this business venture and received no monetary incentive in return. I also never asked for compensation for anything I did to help us grow Cathware. I just keep saying yes to everything asked of me, and I'll let the chips fall where they may. I believe in this philosophy, and I know that it will open doors for me down the line where I will create revenue for my experiences by being a nurse entrepreneur. So talk about especially this last part about doing everything and not looking for immediate compensation. There's going to be people who won't you know, understand that. Well, it's, it's, it's what we were talking about earlier about passion, right? So mm-hmm. sometimes if I never in a million years, again, would have thought that I'd gone this long and I wouldn't have gotten a paycheck. I've invested so much money from my own paycheck from working as a nurse. Um, and mm-hmm. I still uh, pick up a couple of shifts here and there while I'm working for Cathway just to make ends meet. You know, but I never would have envisioned doing this and not getting any money in return. And you know what? You can't do things with money as the end goal. But people do it and I'm pretty sure they they have found success but I think the, in a larger sample size you'll see that that's actually a recipe for failure so I just whatever the company needed I just did it you know if I had to wait for the next week until I got another paycheck to come up with you know another 50 bucks then I had to wait until next week and I I that's one of the benefits of growing up learning how mm-hmm. to survive now running a business with that same concept. You know, I never looked for any, I never have never turned to Cathware and said, Hey, if you guys don't start paying me, I'm just going to fold tent because that's not what it's about. But I do believe that some people have that mindset 
And that's what Let It Flow is about, is about freeing people from that mindset and just having that yes mentality. I just say yes to whatever a patient needs. I just say yes. When they call and they say, oh, this was late or whatever, can you do this? Can you overnight it? I'm going on a vacation. And I just found mm-hmm. this. I just say yes. If I have to you know, be on a call, if I have, there's a Zoom, I just say yes. If I have to mail brochures, if I have to fly somewhere, if I have to pitch it somewhere, I have just developed this yes mentality really mm-hmm. across every area of my life, but it started here in Cathware. And that's, and I know, look at, um, Cathware opened the door for me to be on the, um, American nurses association innovation and advisory board. Mm-hmm. So that's not, that, that has to be a form of compensation because now that's what I want to yeah. do. I want to help people innovate. So you can't, that, you can't put a monetary value on sitting on that board. You know, mm-hmm. when I get on those calls, you know, with Oriana Vaudette and the rest of the team, I'm saying to myself, look who I'm on the phone with. <laughs> yeah, right. And the you amazing know? thing and is it's... they are just as human as you are. Um, that's the thing. I mean, you, you said in the book, too, about being on meetings where, you know, it's this, um, you know, it's somebody who's the marketing manager of Johnson & Johnson or something like that, um, where mm-hmm. you can get really impressed by them and maybe feel um, uh, shy you know, what, what, what can oh, I say to absolutely. them that's going to impress them? But actually, they are just as, as much a human being as you are. And, and I, when I first, and I'm not, I'm telling you, I, I'm, very, I'm very transparent. Uh, and again, in area, every area of my life, and I'm okay with being that way. When I got on LinkedIn, and when I started really getting to the right people to pitch Catherine, I started flying around the country you do feel a sense of imposter syndrome. <laughs> you know, I walk into a room and there's 10 surgeons there, mm-hmm. you know, that are coming from right out of the, the OR and I'm just standing there and I'm like, uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's, it's, it's surreal. You know, when I meet people on LinkedIn and I see all these titles and I see this and I see that, you know, and what they're doing. And I just say, Oh my goodness. Like, how can I even, that's when I had to say to myself, wait a minute. Like, you, you know, and just like you said, they're humans too. And in this aspect of Cathware, they don't know what I know. So that's right. just something that, as far as Cathware goes, that's just something that I did to let myself know that I needed to grab a hold yeah. of this And in fact, you're helping position. them out with something that they can't do. So it's kind exactly. of like where you were talking before about, you know, hiring people that can tell you things differently than, than you know. They only know what they know, and they don't know what you know. So they, they need to know because you know that that's going to help their patient along the way, and it's going to make them look good. And so it's really you're doing them a great favor by being able to share them with some, something with them that they weren't even aware existed. So um, oh, we yeah, have so about, many times. we've got about a minute or so left uh, for uh, this part of it. And I wondered, is there anything that in a minute you really want, if, if people only take one thing away from this, what do you want them to take away? One, buy your book, <laughs> which will be on Amazon, yeah, right? Yeah, well, yeah, February the book will 1st. be available on Amazon February 1st. Thank you. Uh, okay. Number two, if you have a patient that's struggling with wearing leg bags, please visit our website at cathware.com, and our Medicare form for your patients is right on the site. But the main thing that I really want to emphasize is don't quit on your innovations. 
and realize that you need to have people who are going to challenge your vision in order for it to truly excel, but not so where it's a hindrance and it's a fine, fine line, but don't quit and don't act. Don't think that you don't belong. You do belong. And that is your innovation and push it forward. You'd be surprised at how much your product is going to help people, the right people, if you don't Mm -hmm. quit. And by doing that, you connect to other people who then connect people to you. And that's Mm -hmm. the amazing thing is that it becomes a chain of helping people. You're helping somebody and they come back and help you. And and it's it's such exactly. a wonderful feeling. Yeah. So exactly. uh, I know Thank there's so a lot much. of people out here that, you know, are got all these ideas in the back of their heads about how they want to, you know, deal with um, ideas that they've had and, and just not carried through. So just I, I really want to encourage people that uh, the name of the book is Let It Flow. And I think that you're going to get so much from it, even if you're not inter- interested in entrepreneurship. I found that there were some things that I needed to to realize that, that I wasn't paying attention to. Um, so I really hope that everybody will uh, go ahead and um, and get the book. So um, I wanted to close out today since it's uh, and, and I want to thank you, um, Brian, for being with us today. This is uh, just fantastic. I really enjoy being able to talk with you. And I did and, too. Thank you for round two. And thank you for okay. being the first person to read my book. Okay. Well, I feel honored. So in honor of Martin Luther King Day, I wanted to use this quote from my favorite writer, uh, Daisaku Ikeda, who is a Japanese poet and uh, poet laureate of Japan and a world peace leader for 74 years. And the quote is, uh, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., who was a tireless crusader for human rights, said, life's most persistent and urgent question is, what are you doing for others? Do not say you will do it someday. Now is the time. Do not say someone will do it. You are the one. Now is the time for youth to take full responsibility and courageously pave the way for the people's triumph. And that is so true, especially in this year that we're challenged. Um, There's a lot of things that are challenging to us, but there's also a lot of opportunity. And people don't always recognize that. And sometimes the worst of times, that's where the opportunity is. So um, if you... um, I wanted to also say that because of 2021, we're going to be needing uh, nurses all over the globe. And I'm throwing out a challenge to con- for everyone to contribute to scholarship or mentorship funds for people who reflect our citizens and have passion for patients, whether they're white, black, indigenous, immigrants, and people from poverty. Um, contact your favorite college, your nursing school, or my website. I have two, two um, uh, opportunities there on www.onceanurse.com. And uh, to um, we need to help prepare the next generation of nurses. It's so important. So until our next show, make it a great week and don't let anyone take it away. Thank you.
you for listening to Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse, exploring the world of nursing with your host, Leanne Meyer. Be sure to join us again next Monday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Have a productive and insightful week.